You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Wow, Matt Fellow Adventurers. I am still in the Silver Quest. Last time I said there were two new adventures, adventures to do. Let's find out what these are. There are two of these tales. One is Udulun's Boot. An old tale related to you by a seemingly eccentric woman sends you on a perilous endeavour deep into the thick of the Western Tyson Wild. And the other is called The Stolen Journal. The valuable journal of the illustrious Tyson Mage has gone missing. No matter! The Silver Quest is on the job. And I have a feeling but by The Silver Quest, they mean me. Yes, I mean, I... (laughs) God, I want a team up adventure. Team up. Team up. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. You know, if you maybe in a future adventure you could pick one of them as your companion. And they each have, they each have different skills somehow. Like this one lowers MR more, but this one, this one occasionally takes out two in a row. This one helps you find more stuff, but this one, this one you get a slightly higher reward. I, I, I don't know. But ma- mainly, of course, that doesn't matter. What you're really doing it with for. Is so you can just, it's for the 
before the conversations you have with them along the way. Hmm, although that's the case, you could find, you might find people would never see the conversation for some of them. Yeah. Now, I said just have different adventures with each one, maybe. I don't know. I'm not the GM. Okay, let's start with Lewin's boot. Doing it on normal difficulty. Could be scaled. Not doing it. Your eyes scour the note you found tacked to the wall just inside the door when you stepped into the headquarters of the Silver Quest. Though its message seems clear enough. You're almost certain there's more to the scrap of paper bearing Teak's nearly illegible script than meets the eye. Soup. A young lady by the name of Uluin will be by today. Sometime after midday. Lost her boot. May need our, and that's crossed out, your help. She's already paid us. Having folded the note and placed it on the table, you're about to do what you can to tidy up the cluttered space before the arrival of Ulewin. Ulewin, when your train of thought is shattered by a series of loud wasps, raps against the door. The somewhat belligerent cacophony repeats itself twice before you manage to, to reach the sturdy oaken slab and draw it open. A young woman, dressed in blue and grey finery, her red hair drawn into a single lengthy braid, rushes in and swiftly bows. I'm Luan, she said abruptly. Are you the one I'm to see about my boot? Of course you are! Well met! Well met indeed! Speaking swiftly, her eyes perpetually darting about the cluttered room, the young woman tells you that she met she met with Teak only yesterday and promptly hired the silver quest to help her reacquire the boot she had lost in the forest west of Trithic. It's not just any old boot, of course, she says, though I suppose you should possibly have suspected as much. If you did it, you should have. Should you have? It's a very special boot. What is it? What's that? It's magical. Is it magical? Perhaps, in a way? Though I wouldn't quite go so far as to make that claim. No. I wouldn't say magical, although, according to what your colleague told me, Teak, he's had his name. Anyway, he said you'll be the one to help me. And I do hope he was right. Without waiting for you to respond, Olewen launches into a detailed account of the incident in nearby forest, resulted in the loss of her precious boot. Listen intently as she describes to you an encounter she had with several armoured scavengers. In her attempt to flee from the gruesome predators, she lost one of her boots, an item she is now she is desperate to have returned. When you inquire about the lost boots, you're stunned when she tells you that one of the armoured scavengers made off with it. I mean, I guess, I mean, if you have poor eyesight, it could sort of look like a, some sort of bug. I don't know how it managed it, to be perfectly honest, she says. Speaking so rapidly, she, she begins to stumble over her words. Maybe it's mouth. Do they have mouths? Of course, they must, mustn't they? Yes, they must, I think. But, but, but it doesn't matter. All the matters is that you get the boot back. And I know where. Or at least, I know where it is. Or at least, where it was going. Orlean tells you that after climbing a tree to escape the dogged pursuit of the hideous beetles, she waited for them to leave, then stealthily followed them through the forest. They all, they all crawled into a cave, 
Not from what, far from when I first went into them, she says, suddenly breathless. I didn't dare go in there, of course. In fact, I wish I'd never set foot in that wood. But you can help me, can't you? I've already paid a handsome sum to Mr. Teak. He said you'll take care of anything, everything. Is it true? Better be. But it is? Oh, I very much need your... Better be. But is it? Oh, I very much need your help, please. When you ask Yulun what she was doing in the forest, she tells you she was looking for rabbits. It sounds silly, I know, she says laughing. But I can assure you, it's a perfectly sound reason behind it all. Well, I didn't find a single rabbit. But I found those things. I lost my boot. Rabbits. I suppose I might have done without the rabbits. But then I still have my boot. You ask Yulun to describe the boot. The young woman purses her lips and closes one eye. Her odd expression making you wonder if she's attempting to recall what the boot looks like. It's somewhat of an ordinary boot, she says, struggling. It's leather, very fine leather, mind, and the upper half is studded with garnets. I've been told the garnets are wet, though they appear a bit darker than that to me. Well, things usually do look different to me, and I don't always know why. Why? Nah. Now you have it. A leather boot with garnets. Realising, according to Teak's note, that the Silver Quest has already accepted the job and her payment, you ask Elowen to detail, detail for you the location of the cave into which she witnessed the armoured scavengers moving. She does so, leaving you with no doubt you'll easily be able to find it. You tell her not to worry and you will do all you can to find and return her boots which presumably is still quite inexplicably in the possession of the armoured scavengers. It's no small comfort to know outfits like this. People like you still accept. Oh, oh she's now speaking softly and slowly. Oh, got, got to do it again. It's no small comfort to know that outfits like this, people like you, still exist, she says, speaking softly and slowly. This age is enough to make one lose all faith but for a few shining lights here and there. Sometimes I think I must be moving my losing my mind. Usually, when I wonder about where all it's going. Where's it all going? Oh well, shouldn't bother you with that. Thank you, Zoop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you again. Have I said enough? Do you now know enough? Yes, I think so. I'll be off. With that, Ulewin turns to leave to leave. Upon reaching the door, she looked back, and with a wet face, apologising for not having told you how to find her. I'm lodging at the Grey Plume Inn, she says, a sour expression revealing her disdain for the place, and, to be perfectly honest with you, I'd rather not stay there any longer than is absolutely necessary. I'll say no more, of course. Tact, you know, but it's a spot best avoided though I hear they have an ale that's supposedly something to behold. But, for better or worse, I shun such sort of things, but I couldn't hope to tell you why. All right, goodbye. When at last she's gone, you make a few small preparations for what you hope will be a minor task in the nearby woods. Before setting out for the cave, you briefly consider leaving a note for your fellow members of the quest wherever they might be. Then, having thought better of it, 
and still slightly annoyed by your companion's lack of attendance. You tap Teak's note back to the door and head out. Location of the cave. Described to you in detail by Luerwin, proves to be closer to the city than you had first guessed. After plunging into the forest west of Trithic and struggling through a dense section of wood filled with law and bramble, you reach a broad belt of firs there, nestled into the base of a low hill. Oh, it's midnight. Low hill, partially covered with bracken, is the dark mouth of a cave. With your senses alert for the first sign of possible danger, you make a slow and cautious approach. Suddenly, you're within a few yards of the cave mouth when the sound of something flashing through through the forest at your back reaches up, reaches your ears, unnerved by what sounds like something moving swiftly from behind. You spin to find a massive, armoured scavenger rushing at you. Well, I think we're going to be fighting a lot of those, so let's read the description. So, we're all imagining roughly the same thing. These long, grey-shelled, omnivorous beetles have a lengthy curved horn that protrudes from the front of their broad, flattened heads. Their shells are extremely hard. Yes, <laughs> the fearsome predator. One of the largest of these beetles you've ever encountered thrusts its curved horn wildly into the air as it bears down on you. It's a massive armoured scavenger. Thrusts its deadly horn at you and then savagely gores you for 26 damage. Alright, and it's nearly down and down it goes. 12 XP. The oozing remains of the massive armoured scavenger lie at your feet. With your eyes watering from the stench rising up from the insect's carcass, you step back and adjust your equipment before promptly heading to the mouth of the cave. There, just inside the cave's shadowy moor, you make a grim discovery. Oh, wait. Uh. No, 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 actually, I forgot to sell off my loot last time, so I'm just going to quit without saving so I can do it again, but have space for the loot. Ah, oh, yes, I've also got an item from the last time, last adventure, called the Wing of Primal Might. Just going to look at its description now. Might plus four. This smooth platinum band bears no markings. You recovered this wing from the body of the woed mage you killed in North Moss Cave. So, yeah, that's where I found it. I'll probably just add that. I'll just put, put that in my residence. Now I'm going to pause until we get back to where we left off. Okay, I'm back to where we left last time. Lying face down, just inside the mouth of the cave, is the body of a man clad in leather, in leather armour. A large, bloody wound in the centre of his back leaves you no doubt the intrepid soul met his death at the hand of an armoured scavenger's horn. 
a sturdy iron mace. Lies next to his outstretched right hand. I'll take that. Quick search of his remains turns up the following. Another horse. It's mediocre equipment, but I'll take the lot of it. Yes, yes. There I am. 95 gold. After carefully moving his body and placing it respectfully at the edge of the undergrowth. You know, after having looted him. You draw out your dependable light source and make your way. Make your way into the cave. You're standing just inside the mouth of the cave. Behind you from the west, the pale light of the forest spills in to scatter the gloom and glisten off the moisture clinging to the cave's dark, uneven stone surfaces. A a knee-high blanket of mist conceals the treacherous, uneven floor of this dank, eerie cave. Alright. So the cave is going east. It's wibbly-wobbling a bit, but that's the way it's going. Without warning, a large, dark shape begins to emerge from the gloom at the edge of your light. You instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance as an armoured scavenger surges out of the shadows and attacks, its deadly horn frosting at the air as it charges. It's an armoured scavenger. Begin combat with it. The armoured scavenger thrusts its deadly horn at you and is slain. 10 XP. Your final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. The hideous creature sprawls out on the cave floor and expires as a foul stench rises up from its oozing carcass. After spending a few moments to recover, and with no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurking in the nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Alright, had to go north, going east, going south, still going east. Without warning, a large dark shape begins to emerge from the gloom at the edge of your light. Instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance as an armoured scavenger surges out of the shadows and attacks. Its deadly deadly horn thrusting at the air as it charges. It's another armoured scavenger. Thrusts its deadly horn at you and is slain. 10 XP. The final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. The hideous creature sprawls out on the cave floor and expires as a foul stench rises up from his oozing carcass. After spending a few moments to recover, with no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurking in nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Okay, going east, going east, going east. It's another armoured scavenger, just going to quick combat that. 10 XP, it's lifeless, oozing carcass. Suddenly, before you even had a chance to catch your breath, another armoured scavenger charges out of the darkness, its long curved horn thrusting wildly into the air as it attacks. Here we are, another armoured scavenger thrusts its deadly horn at you and is slain. 10 XP. Your final blow renders the armoured scavenger lifeless. 
the hideous creature sprawls out on the cave floor and expires as a foul stench rises up from its oozing carcass. After spending a few moments to recover, there was no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurking in nearby gloom, once again set off through the cave. Okay, another armoured scavenger, quick combat, 10 XP, suddenly there's another one, quick combat, 10 XP, there's no more of them, okay. Alright, I've gone east a bit, I'm going east now, the passage goes to the west and to the east. I have a feeling the end of the cave is at the eastmost point. Another armoured scavenger, quick combat. 10 XP. Off I go. Armor scavenger. Quick combat. 10 XP. Suddenly, it's another one. Armor scavenger. Quick combat. 10 XP. Another one. Quick combat. 10 XP. Suddenly, before you even had a chance to catch your breath, another armored scavenger charges out of the darkness. Its long horn thrusting wildly into the air as it attacks. Thrusts his deadly horn at you and is slain for another 10 XP. After spending a few moments to cover, with no further sign of any armoured scavengers lurk nearby gloom, you once again set off through the cave. Okay, what? The, de the lengthy tunnel. Okay, I've got to the end of this little passage and something has happened. The lengthy tunnel you've been following suddenly opens into a wide, debris-strewn chamber, rotting foliage, shards of wood and metal, and a scattering of bones cover the uneven floor of this damp, this vast, damp space. No sooner have you crossed the threshold, the unnerving sound of something scuttling along the passage behind you echoes through the surrounding darkness. With your pulse racing, you spin to find a massive armoured scavenger rapidly bearing down on you. Endeavouring to maintain your footing on the slippery, glistening cave floor, you attempt to dodge the deadly thrust of the charging beetle's long, curved horn. Okay, so pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Need... Need to get 75 or more, or I get a horn in my face. 46 failure. You peer out in agony as the, ma as the beetle's, massive beetle's deadly curved horn pierces your side, opening a gruesome wound from which spills a torrent of blood. 43 damage. Suddenly unsteady on your feet but unwilling to cede ground to the fearsome predator, you manage to draw yourself into a battle-ready stance as the armoured scavenger again charges. It's, the massive, it's a massive armoured scavenger. Attempts to gnaw me again. I go into battle rage. Gah, you gored me! Stop trying to gore me again! Yeah. You have slain your foe. 29 XP. Bathed in sweat, you step back from the oozing remains of the massive beetle and, take, and make a quick check of your gear. Then after taking a few moments to recover, you make a thorough search of the cluttered chamber, a 
discover the following. Yep, it's some loot. It's gonna loot the loot. Loot the loot, loot the loot, loot the loot, including padded boots. And 138 gold token. Just as you're concluding your search, you spot something lying in the corner of the damp space. A closer examination reveals the object to be a leather boot. A boot identical to the one described to you by Luenon. Without a moment's hesitation, you take possession of the object of your mission. It's a Lewin's boot. Item ID 12,722. And it is this. This leather boot, its upper half studded with jagged shards of red dye. Garnet is the boot that was described to you by Luerin. The boot she lost after, lost after being attacked by the armoured scavengers in the forest west of Twithick. Why exactly they have the boot is a bit of a mystery. Villuen's missing boot now safely in your possession. You promptly set off through the darkness, eager to make your way out of the cave. Alright, is it a manual? Nope, nope, gotta make my way manually out of the cave. Which means I get to explore the very eastern corner. It's another armoured scavenger. Just slay that for another 10 XP. Suddenly, it's another one. Slay, 10 XP. Yep, lots of armoured scavengers here. There's one. Slay, 10 XP. Slay another one, 10 XP. Okay, nothing in the... Nothing at the southeastern corner, but the very eastern end. Is there anything there? Prob maybe not. Probably not, actually. Nope. Okay, now time to head back to the entrance. I have been to every single square of this dungeon now. Although admittedly, that's not that impressive considering there was only one branch in the entire thing. You freeze in mid-step and instinctively assume a defensive posture as the figure of a man suddenly appears at the edge of your light. The man holds up both his hands, as if signalling he does not wish to be perceived as a threat, and immediately calls out to you. I'm glad I came in here before you did, he said, his bearded face, balding hedge, and middle-aged features coming into focus as he steps further into the light. I don't care for these creatures, though I suppose that's true for most. Having taken notice of the sword hanging from his belt, and the mild set of silver of studded leather armour that covers his well-burnt frame. You ask the man what he is doing here, and whether or not he followed you into the cave. He seems to ignore the question, and instead responds with a query that catches you off guard. Did you find the boot? Having recovered from the initial shock caused by the man's pointed and unexpected question, you listen as he, as he explains that he has also come here in search of a special boot. What he says next, however, causes you, causes you to rethink the entire premise of your mission. Who sent you here to find the boot? 
he asks, folding his arms across his chest. Lowen? Yes. It was Lowen, wasn't it? You needn't say her name. I already know it's her. Not at all surprising, mind. She's an odd one, don't you think so? Odd and dangerous. Well, it's a good thing I found her before you made... Horrendous mistake of bringing it to her. You did find the boot, didn't you? So, a few options here. Just attack him. Pretend not to know what he's talking about. Tell him you have not found the boot. Or tell him you have found the boot. I'm going to pretend not to know what he's talking about. Your feigned ignorance of the boot throws the man into a wage. I don't believe you, he snarls, and I don't appreciate being taken for a fool. I'll have rather settled this in a friendly fashion, but I have no qualms about picking the boot off your corpse. Okay, okay. Honestly, that he went, he went, that he went to murder so quickly. Okay. He didn't even say, oh, come on, I know that you've got the boot. <laughs> Look, would gold make you remember? With that, the man draws his sword and lunges at you, displaying an impressive degree of skill with, your, with the weapon. I boldly attack, and, an attack, and I'm attacked by an adventurer. So if you I could subdue... Or kill. I'm going to subdue. Because I, I don't know what's going on here. So I think nothing else for answers. The man swipes at you with his sword. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for 10 damage. You keep swiping and swiping and swiping. Yes. Do 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 do. Brutal stroke. About 8 damage. And he is subdued. 21 XP. Battered instant submission. The man lies on the cave floor at your feet, struggling to draw breath as he nurses what is likely a broken arm. You ask why you ask him why he wants the boot, and what connection he has to Lowen. He casts a fearful glance up at you and winces. Wasn't for me, he gasps. The boot wasn't for me. I was paid to make sure the Rowan didn't get it. It's not hers. Neither is it mine. Really know nothing else about it. Suddenly, the man staggers to his feet and Dad dashes off to the west, swiftly disappearing around the bend in the passage. With no desire to pursue him, you wait until the sound of his fading footfalls are swallowed up by the eerie silence that fills the cave. Then... After checking over your equipment, making certain the boot is still safely in your possession, you once more set off through the darkness. Okay, I really don't know what to do. Hmm, I mean, I mean, he says Ulewen shouldn't get the boot, but... He's kind of revealed himself to be uh, not that trustworthy since he kind of went zero to murder so quickly. And also, he, he doesn't know. 
He doesn't know what's happening. Yes, oh, it's a pity I can't. It's a, it's a pity he's got one away. Otherwise, I could ask him, who told you to get the boot? And then I could get him, and I could get the Laren, and then we could dust. Then maybe they, we could just both tell me, what do you want to do with the boat? But I guess, no, I, I've, I've already been paid, so I guess I'm sort of on a bound to deliver the boot. Alright, making my way to the entrance to the west. Nearly there. And there. Uh, Leave the cave. Just gonna heal now. Don't think there's anything more to do, but you never know. Standing in the forest, just outside the mouth of the cave, you turn and stare into the dark opening at the foot of the hill. After checking over your equipment and warily surveying your surroundings, you promptly set off on a course that will take you back to the gates of Twithick. Upon your return to Twithick, you make your way to the city's western quarter, where you have little, little difficulty locating the Grey Plume Inn. The, sum, the somewhat, somewhat notorious establishment, situated in one of the Alderstone's seedier sections, could easily be mistaken for an abandoned building, were it not from the large sign dangling from a post outside its front door as well as the unruly din spilling out of its many shutterless windows. A few minutes after your arrival, you're standing in Llewellyn's private room on the second floor of the inn. The young woman, still clad in, in the same blue and grey finery she was wearing when you last met with her, tugs nervously at a single brand of red hair dangles over her shoulder as she produces and hand to her the boot she found in the cave. Alright, she's got it now. Alright, just, just hope it doesn't turns out alright. Oh, how perfectly splendid. Oh, how wonderful this is. Yes, yes it is. You are most wonderful. Thank you, thank you. This is it. You found it. You really found it. This is it. You allow and steps forward and initiates the shoulder cross. She then steps back and examines the boot, smiling broadly. Then moving with startling swiftness, the young woman again steps towards you, and this time plants a soft kiss on your white cheek. Blushing, she laughs and repeats the bold gesture, this time gently kissing the left side of your face. I don't pretend you don't like it, she says smirking, and I'll have you know, I spoke unspoken for, so please, let's not dwell on it. My boot! How can't? I truly can't thank you enough. Can I? No, I can't! You're taken by surprise when you allow and hand you a small wooden chest filled with gold. 500 gold tokens. I know I've already paid what's agreed on, but you can't possibly know the depth of my gratitude. Thank you, Super. I know you. You'll bear to put that gold to good use. You will, won't you? The only good that comes from the gold are the uses to which it's put. Does that make sense? It should, because it's true. Lewin tells you that she must now leave as she has a long journey ahead of her. You resist the temptation to inquire about her destination. Despite sensing that she wants you to do just that, 
Yes, off to Trimador, she says. A long, long, long journey. Very, very long. I hope I, I hope to find a way to hasten a bit, but we'll see. Thank you again. Farewell, Zoop. Give my finest regards to Teak and the other members of your glorious outfit. Goodbye. Ulone departs, and you return to the common womb on the inn's first floor. The crowded hall, alive with its perpetual drunken weathery that often defies the city's well-known curfew, seems oddly inviting after your excursion into the beetle lair. However, after being immersed in the ear-splitting din for only a few moments, and having been bumped, pushed and staggered into at least a dozen times, you ultimately adopt for the more subdued surroundings of the Silver Crest headquarters. As you leave the inn, manoeuvring through a trio of drunken mercenaries who are doing their best to block you from reaching the door, you resist the urge to teach the uncouth brutes a well-deserved and violent lesson in manners. Instead, you manage to slip past them and out the door without incident. Once outside the inn, you turn and head off towards the eastern sector of the city. Curious to return to the Silver Quest and discover what, if anything, your fellow members have of late been up to. And that finishes this adventure for if 256 experience to general and 16 XP to all skills and powers. And now I, hmm, what's going to happen to the gold she already paid? Eh, I guess, I guess they can keep it. Okay, adventures, the next, the next one is the stolen journal, but that will be for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.